Well, man, spring spring has sprung over here at the Miller household, man. Oh, is that so? We have got, uh, yeah, we so we got a couple of citrus trees in the backyard. Uh, the healthier one is the orange tree. That's that's still, uh, I would say, you know, if we're looking at it health-wise percentage, I'd say that's between 90 and 95% health. The uh, lemon nice. tree is sort of, is sort of uh, on its last leg. Um, half of it is still blooming, but, uh, you know, so we'll get a couple of lemons out of it, but that's about it. But our orange tree, yeah. man, the orange blossoms have opened up, which means we've got that scent, uh, you know, when the, the wind passes through the house, got the orange blossom scent coming in. You've got the, the sound of bees out in the backyard pollinating it. I love bees. I know that, you know, because we're in a suburban area, we, we can't really have uh, a hive in our area. You can have them out in the hills, but it's a bummer that we can't have them. So I'm always excited when it comes around those two times a year when the blossoms open up and then you can hear the bees outside. Uh, I missed my opportunity this last weekend, but next weekend, uh, or maybe even sooner if I have an opportunity, uh, is going to be uh, planting the tomato seeds, uh, the tomato plants, the jalapenos, all the peppers, the squash, the zucchini, all that stuff in our little side yard. It's like that time of year where the wind stops, the... uh, Everything is sort of growing. Everything's green. My patio becomes green again. All the the leaves on the plumeria come back. It's just like it's a nice time of year. I'm very happy. Uh, it also spells uh, time for us to have friends over for movie nights because uh, it's just right. like nice warm evenings. And you and I, we've mentioned this before, man. We have it down to a little bit of a science where last time we got, uh, the last two times, in fact, we've got Amici's Pizza, which is great local pizza. Uh, we took care of the libations. I think maybe you brought something a couple of times. Um, and then you brought dessert. And a most important part of the evening is the the movie for the kids. And you have you have brought, brought two slam dunks last time. I think last time we watched Raya and the Dragon, right? Yeah. Which was, the kids loved that. Uh, and, you know, after all of this, like, we have all that kind of stowed away. Like, this is the plan for the evening. The last thing on the docket, man, is like, where do we decide to have this little soiree, man? And if I had to ask you, David, where would you want to have this thing next time we have you guys over? Uh, you know, it's really tough at uh, at my house because uh, we have like a townhouse situation and it's just like not a lot of room for like hosting. So if it's always OK with you and Lindsay, we always prefer <laughs> your house. <laughs> this is Jimmy Eat Pod. <laughs> Yeah, man. We actually know what we're going to bring. Well, I I think I know what we're going to bring next time we come over to your house. Um, Yeah, Yeah. there's this place called Gus's Fried Chicken in Burbank that I always forget is there. And this past weekend, we did an adventure day where we started out at the Pony Rides in Griffith Park. And then we went to the office to use the restroom. (laughs) And then we were all kind of like, <laughs> just because the, the office is near like Griffith Park. So uh-huh. we were like, rather than wait in line to use the restroom because the pony rides were insane, we went to my office. I was like, let's just go to the office. It's right there. And our plan was to hit Travel Town. And my office is sort of between the pony rides and Travel Town. We go to the office. We're like, oh, we're actually kind of hungry. And I list off a few things. And we're like, you know, I always forget this fried chicken place is right here. So we went and got it. And man, it's so good. It is a little spicy. So like Wes ended up just eating a lot of French fries um, (laughs) from the place. So but if you take the skin off, 
uh, the chicken itself is terrific. Um, but the, the, whatever they put in their batter is a little spicy probably for the kids. But I was thinking, I told Susie, I was like, Oh, next time we go over to the Millers, we should, um, we should bring some. So anyway, that was an idea. Uh, travel town ended up being closed. Uh, and so then we were going to go to the carousel. It was a whole thing. We ended up at this amazing park on victory in Burbank that has this play structure that's big enough for me to go in there and these like literally justin three stories high up slides and i was sure that west saw was that be too scared but <laughs> you can't see the bottom of the slide so when you get up to the top you can see how high you are and you see a slide but you have like west is five he has no idea where that slide's gonna go and he sees a bunch of kids his age going down I know if Wes would have known how long and fast he was going to go down that thing, he wouldn't have done it, but he did it without knowing what it was going to be like. And he had such a blast that he just kept running back up there. It was so great. Oh man. Um, yeah. I went up to help him oh, across it's... one bridge that he was too scared to go across. I could see from the bottom. He was too scared. So I wanted to go up, show him where to put his hands and stuff like that. And then there was this other great bridge that you, um, you can walk across the net that that goes across and most of the kids did but there was like a structure down the middle that was a bunch of hexagons that were intertwined that you could sort of like uh ace venturi your way across and uh he seemed to really like that so he was able to uh he was able to uh get all the way across um doing that it takes longer but it's a lot of fun to try to like kind of mitigate all that so he had a blast um it sounds like a much bigger version of like Discovery Zone. Exactly. Um, DZ the Discovery Zone. <laughs> Which I miss. That was the first to go. We I had, never got to go to out, DZ. Out here the closest had... was in Westminster. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess. I don't know why we had one out here. And so we had one out here and we had a family fun zone. Which, looking back on it, I could ask my parents, was that a franchise? Was that like a, a, just a mom and pop shop? But they had Discovery Zone in the same mall as they had Family Fun Zone. So you go do, in one day, you could have fun wow. in the tubes, the balls, and then walk over and have all the arcade fun playing uh, Cruising USA and yeah, uh, all these games, Mortal Kombat 3 on uh, in the arcade. It was just like, it was an awesome place. And then that, that place ended up dying. Bummer. Uh, one thing I did want to touch on uh, housekeeping-wise before we... Uh, jump into your house is that we talked about 77 satellites and speed read recently and uh finally we have you know i should learn this guy this person's name um the person that ran b-sides are us is now on the discord and has shared the liner notes now i believe thomas adam thomas heap had taken a picture of the liner notes from the japanese import version of the singles album but now we have a good uh -huh. scan of the lyrics, which includes all of the lyrics for sweetness, opener, H model, better than O, digits, what I would say to you now, which where and this Japanese single album is what would I say to you now? Carbon scoring Christmas right. card, untitled, 77 satellites, spangle, uh, it just credits to uh, the wedding present, uh, speed read and Ramina, and it just says instrumental. But we do have the lyrics for both Speed Read and 77 Satellites, which were two songs recently. We were like, I'm pretty sure these are the lyrics. Um, Speed Read, I don't think, save time, uh, save the rapping for another. Dressing doesn't mean a thing to me. Submission for a ladder rung. You decide what you're used for. You decide. I know what you are. I see clearly what you are. I don't think we had any questions about those lyrics, but 77 Satellites, 
I really wanted it to not be Retro Man, and sure enough, it's Retro Man, so it's not Rich Old Man. <laughs> uh, to be held out by Retro Man, and then it's apostrophe S, far-fetched fun when you're the one. So not it's far-fetched huh. one, it's far-fetched fun. Far-fetched, oh, yeah. that sounds like a candy bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the prize, I knew you would come through, I thought I could be right. Number one, it's a lie. So it does say it's a lie in here. Not it's all right. It's a lie. Huh? That's kind of that's, a trip. That's interesting. Yeah. Ben, Ben foot will enjoy that factoid there. Yeah. Be- because he said in response to uh, you posting on Facebook that this episode is all right. Which I thought it's hard to say because that's so it. What's weird is 77 satellites. It's, it's almost like that first line doesn't, exist on this it's the first line according to this is to be held back by retro man huh that it's weird so like it's possible it was there and there's a typo where that line is missing (sighs) number 11 okay i'm gonna send this then to somebody that i know that speaks japan that can read japanese and have them translate the japanese lyrics which are printed here but if the lyrics were submitted in English and then translated to Japanese, my guess is that these, uh, let's see, count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. There's 11 lines of lyrics in the Japanese version. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah. But, uh, no, but, uh, it's a lahi, ahi, 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 televised and four screen. It's, it's been back. But, see, there's even lyrics missing from here. <laughs> so it's like it's yeah. been back by retro man but wasn't it's been held back by retro man that's what i had down yeah yeah hold your thoughts in it ain't over yet you won't slide under me well it's a lie is definitely in there but i i can't, I can't trust these lyrics even though they were probably written and submitted by the band right um <laughs> I, I these are not the trustable lyrics, thing. and these are the only written versions of these lyrics but they're the best things we can go off of now they're part of our re- repertoire so um take that for what you will <laughs> um so the song is <laughs> your house um uh from your, American your Track, house or- 2007 version right <sighs> that's the episode we're doing today <laughs> We are doing David. I got to tell you something, man. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes, I got to tell you something. So I know I'm already going to lose you when I when I tell you the platform that I found this on. But I open up Spotify and I type into the search your house, Jimmy, the top result, which is kind of a waste of space up there. How they do this, that they need to figure out uh, a better way of listing the top result. The top result, obviously, is going to be one result is your house. 2007 version next in line is your house because I it's the most it's recently be... released version sure but you also have from our house to your house jimmy stir and his orchestra oh which God. is some when it's polka time at your house on jimmy eat pod baby <laughs> In my oh my gosh, and it's a Christmas song. This is great. I was going to say I'm having like, I feel like I'm, because I'm drinking beer right now, I feel like it's Oktoberfest, but now it's like Decemberfest. I don't know why we don't just do a Jimmy Stir and his orchestra podcast off. I think that's the follow-up we'll podcast. Yeah, how many tracks right. does that man have? <laughs> oh man, this is 1991's album when it's polka time at your house. And this guy is doing it um, 
he's not doing it tongue in cheek like I believe Weird Al Yankovic would. Jimmy Stewart yeah, and his say, orchestra is I'll bet, legit. I'll bet Weird Al is a huge fan of Jimmy. What's his name? In oh his yeah, orchestra. man. Like you, you bring him up and he goes, Jimmy Stir and his orchestra. So this this <laughs> well, album I love from him. 1990 <laughs> has 13 tracks uh, with such tracks as Sleep All Day, Tuba Polka, <laughs> Jackpot Polka, Stir It Up Polka, Jolly Onion Kiss Polka, Polka, and the Fire <laughs> Polka Time at Your House and Fireball Mail. Oh, I don't know, gosh. man. This Does seems he look like a anything winner. like John Candy. <laughs> uh, no, he does not, unfortunately. <laughs> The Polka King of the oh, Midwest. Oh, that's such a... Uh, uh, you never heard of me? Uh. We, old, we sold 600 copies of that. Oh, man. That's good. Wow, oh, man. Thank you for sharing that. Um, oh, sure. Of course. It's from Bleed American, track 4 of 11, uh, produced by Mark Trombino and Jimmy Eat World uh, for the, the uh, for the Bleed American version, Jimmy Eat World on the, OG, on the 2007 version. This was recorded at Cherokee in Los Angeles and Hard Drive North Hollywood for the OG version and Unit 2 for the 2007 version. Release date July 24th, 2001 for the OG version. April 22nd, 2008 for the re-release version, which was the studio version of 2007. Jimmy Eat World wrote it. Jimmy Eat World sang it. Jim sings it. Featuring Mark Trombino on percussion, as well as Jim Atkins on bass and percussion on this song. Man. Um, label is DreamWorks. So I dug into this a little bit because we always take for and we take for granted. Oh, it's probably a can I get a pickle with that or turkey and rye music, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. The ASCAP website credits this to Reservoir Media Music. It is the only Jimmy Eat World track attributed to Reservoir Media Music. I have to guess that that is misattributed on the ASCAP website. Um, okay. Because even... I did a deep dive into Reservoir Media Music. They do a lot of music placement. Um, and I was like, did Reservoir do the 2007 version? And then I was like, you know, when they did Turkey on Rye and then they switched over to Do I Get a Pickle with that? I was like, was there a gap where like they didn't have a publishing company and they just went with some company for the interim? Um, and I, no, I, I think it's a misattribution, but I did go down that deep dive rabbit hole. Um, okay. This has three notable high notes, this song. It's A4, G4, and F sharp 4. Uh, these are places where Jim shows his vocal highlights. And a notable low note of A2 in the 2007 version. Mm. Now, here we go. This is not quite 77 satellites. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Revelation. Uh, satellite grid uh, things, but... <laughs> The demo. I had quite the time figuring out. So on our drive is pretty much every Jimmy Eat World track and every version of a Jimmy Eat World track. I download what was listed as the demo and I was like, I don't know. It sounds like the record version, like maybe not mastered or something like it sounds kind of shitty, but I lined it up. The uh-huh. waveforms matched up everything. And I'm doing my research while I'm sort of going down this rabbit hole. I've never considered this. I knew there was a 2007 version. I knew there was a rock version and uh, and then the album version. And so the demo version that we had listed sounded to me like the the thing i wrote don't hear a difference maybe it's just unmastered and then i looked and on discogs on the salt sweat sugar ep uh it was said to be your house demo versions and the only thing i had that said your house demo version was this version that's on the drive so i do a little bit of a deep dive 
I see on the liner notes recorded at the Kenneth room. And I'm like, okay, if this was recorded at the Kenneth room, it has to be a completely different recording. And whatever we have listed as the demo can't be correct. And I've gone through and I've talked to our shareholder group. And I think that that is misattributed. Labeled. So, okay. But I was interested, what's the Kenneth room? So I Google the Kenneth room, Tempe, Arizona, and nothing's coming up. Nothing's coming up. So then I Google, uh, I Google map that. Right. And so I Google Kenneth room, Phoenix, Arizona, and it come, I come across to the Arizona daily sun.com has released an article about called you've been punked. And it's all about this guy, Aaron Ooh. went and Kenneth's room is Aaron Wentz garage in Tempe, Arizona. So this is a private home that has a studio in it. Most notably, Dog Problems by the Format was recorded there. So I'm like, okay, that wow. we're starting to get into Jimmy Eat World territory, right? With this Kenneth okay. Room thing. So this demo of your house was written and recorded, not written, but recorded at the Kenneth Room. This guy, Aaron Wentz Garage. Aaron Went is in a band called Ticker Tape Parade. At, at least was in a band called Ticker Tape Parade. And this article okay. was about Aaron Went and his band Ticker Tape Parade. Went on to say uh, say that Went even recorded, uh, 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 talks about, uh, this is the blurb about the Kenneth Room being his garage. Uh, the format and Ticker Tape Parade have become pretty close. Went even recorded 10 songs for the format's new record in his studio, the Kenneth Room, which is actually his garage. The article goes on to say, You're Causing a Scene, which is the Ticker Tape Parade album, contains six songs, including fan hit Sore Eyes. Jim Atkins, the lead singer of fellow Valley of the Sun band Jimmy Eat World and Wentz's former roommate, guest vocals on Here It Comes, a song about achieving fame and all the glory that comes along with it. And so, sure enough, I go digging, 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 and I find this song. This has nothing to do with your house or this song, but I would have never found this had I not been doing research for the song Your House. So, oh, and get this. Aaron Went. guess who was in Ticker Tape Parade with Aaron Went? You'll never uh, guess, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead and tell it, it, me this. This is so deep down the rabbit hole. Um, Jesse Everhart from Horace Pinker was in Ticker Tape wow. Parade with Aaron Went. So it, this is all insanely like all the boys getting together right, that right, knew right. each other yeah. <laughs> in, in the Valley, you know, in Phoenix. So um, here is the Bandcamp link. Wow, that does not seem right. Um, let me know if that doesn't open Bandcamp for you, and I'll see if I can get you a better link. Looks good to me, man. Yeah. All right, here we go. Ticker okay, Tape Parade Bandcamp. Here it comes. From your causing a scene. All right, here we
wow. Yeah, that man. is really it, well done. Yeah, it's great. And Jim's all over it singing those harmonies, sounding like Jim. And uh, yeah, it just, I thought it was really cool, like kind of like rabbit hole to go down. Oh, right, man. that sound again. Yeah, and you're right. I, I love your description of like all the boys because it just sounds like people that are just so into that rock scene. And, yeah, and even their description here on their page, a collection of hook-laden anthems built upon commanding arrangements, addictive harmonies, and emotionally driving lyrics from Phoenix Rock Powerhouse Ticker Tape Parade. Just seems like just a bunch of people that are supporting each other um, musically, Absolutely. sonically, with, uh, you know, helping out. So as far as I could tell, and looking on the socials and doing the research for it, the rock version is the demo. And that makes sense because the rock version sounds a hell of a lot different from the album version. So let's take a listen to the rock version, which we will cannot canonicize as the Your House demo, also known as the rock version. Wow. Yeah. So I've never heard this version. Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't heard this version. Is, uh, is this in the drive? This is on the drive as the rock version. Okay. All right. Never heard it. Um, so this is the the other side of the spectrum. I feel like the one that I like, the 2007 version, is it, it's, it, it mimics the live version that they have, that acoustic tour that they were doing. Uh, but I feel like it's more on the subdued end and the... Album versions right in the middle. This one is definitely it's got the the echo in that uh, in the vocals in the vocal uh, line there, which is kind of a cool thing. It sounds a little bit like a uh, Bruce Springsteen, which is cool. Yeah, 
Maybe if this one was fleshed out, it might have sounded a little bit better. Yeah, there was something nice. about it this, this listening this time. Will you play the beginning again? It sounds like they went and used that beginning on something else. Yeah, here it is. Are you talking about before it starts going? Yeah. Oh, you know what it sounds like? Um, it sounds like something on Bleed American. Yeah. Is it sweetness? Does uh, it sound like sweetness? No, because sweetness goes. Oh, it sounds like something off of Bleed American that they went and reused. Do we listen one more to time? The let's see if we can catch it. On Bleed American? Well, let's listen. Let's listen to it. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll listen to it. Oh, ah, oh. uh, okay. <laughs> is it a praise chorus? <laughs> yes, it <Okay>. is. <laughs> That's exactly you and I both got it at the same time. <laughs> Because it does, like, when it drops into the song, it's like, oh, that's not what I was expecting at all. Like, it goes yes. somewhere different. Yeah. Let's listen right, to the beginning exactly. of Praise Chorus real quick. Okay. <laughs> that's funny, man. All right, here's a pl- Praise Chorus. This part right here. Yeah. Yeah. When you are. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's actually the same note. Yeah, man. It's it's that note. That bam, bam, They're like, look, if we're not going to do one. that here. We're going to do it on another track. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. When you're on. Oh man, good catch. Yeah, man. So that's my that's my little rabbit hole for uh for praise course. It's not quite uh, Iridium satellite system, but it's pretty cool. Oh no, but that is something that uh, for me a, a a casual second second favorite band fan level. I mean, I didn't even know about that version, so I'm glad you you brought that up. Man. Oh, yeah, man. So this was played 70 times by Jimmy World, once at, uh, by Go Big Casino, and once by Jim Adkins in 2015 in Ithaca, New York, on his solo tour. Um, it was first played in concert July 18th, 2007, which I just don't think is true. Let me look at these live versions that I have down here. Um, yeah, I don't have... Jimmy Eat World. Um, I have something from Jimmy Eat World in two. I have something in two thousand where they played it. But according to setlist.fm, July eighteenth, two thousand seven, at Sunshine Theater in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which means they were already playing the two thousand seven version. Then, um, then most recently played October fifth, twenty thirteen, by the band at the House of Blues in Nolens. Um, and in terms of structure, the OG album version is D major, ten B Camelot. 446 duration and 93 BPM. The 2007 version uh, is A major, 11B Camelot, four minute duration and 96 BPM. So three BPM faster, slightly shorter. Pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, Similar though. And that is all I have in terms of stats and structure about your house. Shall we dig into lyrics? Yeah, man, let's jump into these. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, if it's too far fetched here with these. I like these lyrics. I've I've always liked the song you, uh, "Your House." When I came across the 2007 version, I enjoyed it. I believe this came on the is it the expanded edition? Uh, Bleed American, yeah, yeah, it's the expanded edition. So yep. it came off the expanded edition. Uh, I was excited to hear it. The lyrics are a little bit different in the 2007 version versus the 2001. And it just comes in pretty much uh, the verses when he's singing. Uh, instead of you rip my heart right out, he just kind of sings out. Right. Uh, and then kind of cascades down. With, and then and I think that's what I really love about it. It's those harmonies in the out mm. that really strike me. 
and, and, and maybe I don't know. I, maybe you've written off the whole damn song, but that. <laughs> so we're gonna go through the lyrics on the 2001 version, the album version from Bleed America, and the release. Uh, and it starts out like this. So it goes, "When you're on, I swear you're on. You rip my heart right out. You rip my heart right out." And I, I get this as uh, when you're firing on all cylinders. Uh, you really do some damage. Uh, perhaps he opened up to her. I don't even know if this is intended at this point. This girl has something. There's something about this other person. Let's just assume that this is a, a relationship. And uh, whatever it is about her, if, if she's intending to give off these vibes or this personality, whatever it is, it's tearing him up inside. So that's how we start yeah. with this. When you're on, man, I swear you're on. When you are just firing on all cylinders, man, you are just doing it. Uh, and then the second half of this verse is, I think the whole room can hear me clear my throat, which is a tough lyric to discern. I remember that I didn't right. I figure that lyric that out until lyric, way yeah, later. I always forget that that's the line. I think it's more clear yeah. in the 2007 version. but um, Right, yeah. another reason to like that one better. So uh, I think the whole room can hear me clear my throat. You rip my heart right out. You rip my heart right out. So, and what's that rhyme uh, scheme called? Because... He's rhyming throat with room, which is why it's so hard to discern that that's what he's saying. Because he goes, room can hear hear me clear my throat. Like he's like, not it's not rhyming, but it's like a... Is it like a homonym? No, no. There's <laughs> Where a great, it sounds we, Didn't we do homonym already? We did we homonym. Did, oh, that was like an early, early episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you yeah. want to go back to the deep, deep, yeah. deep dive. It was closer and closer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope, it's the <laughs> other one. That's what it was. I'm so bad. I, I'm not an English major, so yeah. Uh, I don't know what um, that's called, but it's one of those where it's it's not a direct rhyme. Yeah, someone smarter like than a, us can say. Lateral. Yeah, it's where yeah. it's where you uh, adjust your enunciation of a word to fit a rhyme scheme. Four a four j pod. If you have the answer Please, to that, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. Uh, now then, okay. So with that one, I think the whole room can hear me clear my throat. I think after her response or whatever it is, it, even if her response is a non-response or it's subdued, whatever it is, uh, it's dead silent in the room. Uh, he's at a loss for words or is reeling from what she said or has done. I think this is more of a, this sounds like it could, it could be one of two things, an internal battle that this guy is going through on his own, or it's just some, uh, let's say it's a relationship where they're talking back and forth. It's something that she's doing, uh, again, intended or not, uh, that's really affecting him. So, this story is is centered around his response to whatever it is she is doing to him. Uh, and so far, she's ripping his heart out, which yeah. is pretty pretty brutal, man. And uh, what I got from this, there's a lyric from the band The Wonder Years that opens up their Greatest Generation record. And it says, uh, you're just trying to read and I'm always standing in your light. Um, and you could take it for face value or you could take it as no matter what it is I do, I'm fucking up and you're letting me know it type of deal. And so the, when you're on, I swear you're on is, (sighs) um, he is holding her up on this pedestal where, and I, and I'm getting there because of the, the line. I think the whole room can hear me clear my throat makes it seem like, she has called him out on something so much so that the room has fallen silent and he feels uh, demoralized a little bit and doesn't know what to do or say. Yet instead of saying you're such a bitch for treating me this way, his reaction is when you're on, you're on. 
You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Right. Uh, yeah, but let's go back to what you said about those lyrics that you just brought up. Yeah, you're just um, trying to I read, can... but I'm always standing in your light. Yeah, but I think that's the. Let's say it's the it's the gentleman. Let's say it's a gentleman and a female in this case. Yeah, it's the gentleman saying that he's saying that from his perspective. And let's just say, using those words, um, I could see it as she's just trying to read and do her thing, and just you know, not nothing. Like let's say he could not even exist. He's only making himself exist because he's making an issue out of it. Like she's right. just trying to read. Yeah. The right. Next so line it's is, like you're it's, just trying to sleep, but I'm always waking you up to apologize. <laughs> yeah. Right. Again, and that goes like that, that kind of comes back to the whole emo, like yeah, like like an emo perspective of things is like bringing something up that's not necessarily an issue, but I get that it's like a it's yeah. a situation that you're creating. That's how I gathered when you had mentioned it the first time. I was like, she's just trying to do what she does. Like, let's just say, I mean, she's not trying to make a scene out of any of this, but. He is, yeah. Because I'm the one. Stand- Why are you standing in my way? I'm just trying to read my book, man. Yeah, yeah. And then because I'm emo, he wraps it up with, <laughs> "I'm sorry, I don't laugh at the right times." <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, not you. It's me. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, and I get that. I think this is the already with these. The rip, you rip my heart right out four times in the first yeah. verse. So there's a lot going on with this uh, this gentleman in this scenario here, and then the chorus comes in with. I like these lines. If you still care at all, don't go. Tell me now. And I think the punctuation in here is very important. Yes. The parenthetical, the comma uh, is uh, separating the don't go. So it's if you still care at all, comma, don't go, comma, tell me now. Uh, and I think that's important to make that distinction because it, it, it the feeling I get from it is if there's any feeling in your heart that remains, please don't leave. Tell me you still care about me. I need to hear it. Yeah, don't go. Tell me now if you still care. Uh, and, th- and then just to kind of cap this off with the second half of the chorus, if you love me at all, now he's changing it from care to love. So now he's brought this up a yeah. step. If you love me at all, don't call. So if you care, which is one thing, don't go. Tell me now. Give String me along if you, if you care about me. But if you love me, don't call. If she absolutely loves him, she won't say it. And, and I think that's the, that's the big difference there in the chorus is there's two parts to it. There's the thing about caring and stringing along. And there's the part about if you really love me, then don't call. Um, I'm wrestling with what I want to hear uh, and what I need to hear. So depending on what I want to hear and what I need to hear, are you going to give me what I want? Are you going to give me what I need? And I think that's uh, in two lines. The chorus has asked that question. What are you going to do? Which I feel is is a beautiful little chorus for just two lines. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, And then verse two comes in. Then out of nowhere, put me right back there. uh, Rip my heart right out. You rip my heart right out. Uh, she she must reach out to him. Uh, perhaps she's asking him to come over. I don't know. Whatever it is, it is heart wrenching. Yeah. It is interesting. Uh, yeah, because uh, he does say you put me right back there, and it does yeah. it does say that in the liner notes. But yeah, genius didn't have the you in there. Okay, so it does. I I, I had to pause there. Yeah, and, he says and you put tell me. Myself it's almost like a it. Y apostrophe. You put me. Okay, you put me. <laughs> it's it's uh it's fortunate fun, right, or whatever it was. Right. It's uh, <laughs> then out of nowhere, you put me right back there. So yeah, then out of nowhere again. I don't. And we we still don't know. This is from his perspective, right? So this is like he said, she said. Um, you put me right back there, either on her part, intended or unintended. We still have no idea. Uh, rip my heart right out. Rip my heart right out. Uh, and we know what happens when we get to your house. You'll rip my heart right out. You'll rip my heart right out. So from you rip 
to ripping my heart right out to you'll rip. We all we know in the future. There's so much conflict of emotions when he gets to her house. Uh, if that's a figurative or if it's a literal place, I have no idea. Sounds like the internal struggle is real with this guy, um, whether or not she knows. Yeah. I, I don't know if she she's aware of of her uh, how much control she has over this guy, but uh, she rips his heart out, man. Yeah. She has well, you no should idea. listen to it too because the liner notes on the album just continue with you ripped my heart right out. But I I do think he does say you'll. Uh, it could have been one of those vocal booth uh, changes that he made on the spot. Okay, let's take a look. Um, Let's see. So we've got... Okay, so here it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy Stir. <laughs> so, okay. Um, how far you into the song it. No, you think... found it. No, that was perfect. Man. That was it. It's very different um, over Skype, but I think the listeners get it. <laughs> okay. All right. So if we had to pick a spot I'd in your say, house... I'd uh, say 48 seconds in. There we go. Perfect. Great choice. So you're thinking he says you'll? Oh, uh, there, there. I didn't hear anything um, quite. It's the second line because in the oh. liner notes it says you ripped my heart right out. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. You ripped my heart right out, and we know what happens when we get to your house. You ripped my heart right yeah. out. Yeah. Ripped my heart right out. I hear you'll. Yeah, I hear the you'll at least in that first one. But yeah, it's interesting because yeah. on the liner notes, it's past tense. You ripped my heart right out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hear you'll. Yeah. yeah. You'll rip my heart right out. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. so I'm glad we clarified that um, with uh, <laughs> with both Jimmy's there. Uh, so, yeah, you'll rip my heart right out. You'll rip my heart right out. So future tense. We, all, we know it's going to happen. So I, I believe that this guy has this is not his first rodeo. He's gone through. Uh, this before or at least expects what's going to happen yeah which i don't know i i think of the the term that that you brought up a couple of times with like glutton for punishment right oh yeah maybe he's putting himself into this position and he doesn't have to it's not necessarily uh um it's it's not absolutely necessary that he puts himself through this but maybe he enjoys it uh and then we have the chorus that uh it's now it's four lines from two so if you still care at all don't go tell me now if you love me at all, please don't tell me now. Uh, if you still care at all, don't go tell me now. If you love me at all, don't call. Uh, and so from don't go tell me now to please don't tell me now to don't go tell me now to don't call. This guy is, it, it seems like this guy is just wrestling with these issues. And it's a comparison of caring and loving. If you want me to feel better now, then don't go. If you want me to feel better later, Long run, then don't call. Just yeah. do, do me that favor, right? Even though that might not be what he really wants. And I'm I'm hoping to find in the bridge here that you know that's we've we've heard this story a couple of times between the verse and the chorus, and maybe in the bridge, as Jimmy Eat World sometimes does, maybe they'll feed us that one like internal monologue that this guy's having. So we'll we'll see what he says here. In the bridge, it says, "Will I throw away everything I've written you?" Which seems like that's such an emo line there. Yeah. I, I I throw away everything I've written you. All the letters, man, they're in my little wish box yep. and now they're gone. Um, I think that's kind of saying out of sight, out of mind. Um, I think the and, and also using the well, including the well, 
with I imagine that's in the lighter. It's not in, in the, the liner liner notes, notes, but I think oh, okay. yeah, I think it almost he says it. He is feeling it in the vocal booth that day. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's very much that's even better then because that's so that one word is more of like the feeling yeah. of that line. The fact that he adds that in there is the well is insinuating like he's trying to forget about her. If if he's feeling that in the vocal booth, well, I throw away everything I've written you. Really, just kind of uh, laying it out all on the line here. Uh, oh, anything, just keep my mind off of thinking how I had you once. Um, he's so tired of being stuck on and tied to this person. He's thinking about the past in their relationship, but I have a feeling that he's going to be brought right back in uh, by the end of this. In uh, the last part of the bridge is, oh, I can't forget that. Sometimes I wish I could lose you again. Uh, and that's where I have the, the part where I feel like he is just doing this just for the whole pain the whole pain aspect of it. Um, He's unable to forget. Yeah. And it does sound like he's saying, oh, I can't forget that. Liner notes say he's saying, no, I can't forget that. Okay. I don't think that really changes the intention at all, but. No. Man, look at Jim ad-libbing it in the vocal booth there, man. He's like, I'm feeling this, guys. Let's go with it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's unable to forget what they had. He's stuck on it and kind of wants to go through it, um, through that event of losing her again. It's like, he's just, it just reminds me a lot of my like the, the early 2000s for me when I was in my early 20s and just kind of going through all of that and listening to this stuff oh, yeah. like dashboard and things. It's like, oh, man, make me feel it again. Yeah. Oh, please. It's the Lisa it. Simpson oh, yeah, meme, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. The song didn't hurt me enough the first time. I know. Oh, man, repeat. So uh, I think that's what I'm getting from the bridge, which sometimes the bridge can spell a little bit of answer or at least provide some answers for this the song. So. Um, I think the bridge here is the person opening up a little bit more and just getting a little bit more emotional with what their response is here. Uh, and then the verse three goes back into that little chugging verse, uh, the melody there underneath. And you're winning me over with everything you say. You rip my heart right out. You rip my heart right out. She's really good at saying the right thing to him to keep him strung along. Uh, either that or she could just say anything and he's just hanging on her every word again i don't know there's no that's up for interpretation is i don't know if she has any idea of what she's doing or if she is totally stringing him along but uh i guess that's at the uh, the mercy of the listener here yeah uh, and the second half of verse three is when i let you closer i only want you closer she is his drug he lets her in uh or or asks her to come back and he is just whatever it is He's entranced. She is a siren and she is just either whether or not she knows that she's broadcasting her call and he is just uh, he is entranced. Yeah. So this is interesting that I'm noticing between the original liner notes on Bleed American 2001 and the 2008 re-release deluxe edition, the lyrics, they list all of the verses up top on the OG version 2001 and the chorus Uh once at the bottom. On the 2008 re-release, when they printed it, they printed verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Okay, so just as we have it in uh, Genius. Correct. It's interesting. Uh, I was like, uh, I was looking at the 2001 version. I was like, where the hell is verse three? They left it out. And then I realized, oh, no, it's actually above the bridge. (laughs) It's very confusing. Did they Now, did they do that with any of the other songs on the album? Uh, where they, I'd have to go through it. Like, let, let's look at one. Uh, but I, that, that seems like a very conscious decision for them to do that. Where yeah. they're having all the verses up and then the chorus just once. And let's just say from like an artist perspective, I think that makes sense because the chorus is just giving that same yeah. 
feel, I guess, and maybe I like I don't know. Like I know Hear You Me does not end on the re-release with like on the re-release 2008 it the last lyric in Hear You Me is God wouldn't let it live. Yet on the 2001 version Hear You Me the last line is, uh, yeah, they got God wouldn't let it live. May angels lead you and hear me. Hear you. May angels they went and yeah. finished it. So it's interesting that they they didn't just copy and paste it. They reformatted right. well, it. And it, it was it was a it was a it was a large uh, four panel fold in the 2001 version, whereas the re-release is a book, a stapled together book. Right. Um, well, and look at the and look at what I have labeled. I guess I I grabbed this from Genius. They have it labeled as the outro, but I took it out from having fourteen separate lines. Right. I changed it to "If you love me at all" fourteen times. Maybe that's the message that they're trying to get across with this chorus: is that if you love me at all, like they give the full chorus at, at the end in the liner notes there. But really, it's like this is what is hammered home: is that he finally lands on one to repeat the love option. Yeah. If you love me at all, if you love me at all, please, if you love me at all, you will stop this. Yeah. Super emo song. This one. Oh yeah, totally. Which, which actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, when we get to go to the, uh, some of the track notes and, or not the track notes, I'm sorry, the, the articles and the interviews and the reviews that I went through, it makes a lot more sense because I never thought of this as an emo song. And I think it was just because I was so, uh, concerned with the harmonies and the like I guess the formation of the song itself and that beautiful chorus I didn't really listen to the lyrics and again that's why we go through these is so we can kind of go line by line but uh reading the five different articles that I went through uh it makes more sense now like using that term emo which we don't really use a lot when we're describing their songs but yeah just because I think it's one of those it's one of those words that just they don't even really like that much it's kind of they got labeled that this so. is a colloquially <laughs> uh, uh, a colloquially emo ass song <laughs> yes but before yes, I digress I, you know a what? little bit about the liner notes did we finish verse three you're winning me over with everything you say when I let you closer, I only yes. Want when you I closer. when I let you closer, I only I think that's just that's it, man. When I let you closer, when I even let you in a little bit, I only want you closer. Yeah. I when I start thinking about you, even the 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 least amount, I I got gotcha. you. You you've got me. I need you here. Yeah. So we did finish that. Yes. Okay. <sighs> so yeah, emo ass song and a, a fade out. Not many Jimmy World songs fade out. Yeah. I also wanted to say that, I don't know, did you mention the tuning for this? Uh, I mentioned that it was in D major, um, but okay. I didn't, yeah. So I, I have, for the 2007 version, which might be tuned a little bit differently, you said that the key was a little bit different, but a I don't major, know if it yeah. necessarily, yeah, mentioned the tuning. The tuning I have for this song, and this is based on the uh, the top tab that I found on Ultimate Guitar, is uh, Open D Sus 4, which is essentially just D Sus. And the first is there a band when I when I say open D emo is there a band that comes to mind dashboard baby. for you yeah oh no <laughs> that's, that's what I have the only bullet note under that tuning is dashboard confessional yeah with that is just uh, Chris Caraba playing that open D yep. tuning man whatever song it is hands down I don't know what it is but it it it's totally sick. hands down yeah. is actually just in drop D or D flat yeah okay. not in drop but it's uh, tuned down to. Just, yeah, I gotcha. One whole step, man. Yeah. But yeah, when I saw the D-A-D-G, uh, D-A-G-D-A-D, I thought, oh, that's, that's a <laughs> dashboard confessional tuning yeah. right there, man. <laughs> oh, man. 
so yeah, uh, uh, yeah, sick fade out. Jim playing percussion and bass, um, which is pretty cool, um, along with guitar. And uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, track notes. I did have. There's a thing we've gone to several times in the deluxe re-release. Um, Andrew Green, Andy Greenwald wrote like kind of like a forward to the album, and he mentioned your house, so I wanted to touch on that again. He's he's sort of talking about how all the songs sort of create this collective whole that's incredible. I'll just read this paragraph. The result was okay. Bleed American, a timeless album recorded completely on the band's own dime about being in love with love, music, and life itself, about the things that save us when we can't save ourselves, and about how even if it takes some time, everything everything will be just fine all the songs here from the seething anti-drug title track to the raging against the dying of the light finale my sundown are about fighting apathy about refusing to sit still sometimes jim adkins inspiration is romantic the middle often it's musical a praise chorus the authority song and occasionally it's personal your house but the message remains the same. Don't settle. Just be yourself. Try to fall in love tonight. So I thought that was interesting that he nodded to your house as being deeply, deeply personal. Um, and, interesting. Uh, yeah, that was the most I had. But it was it was interesting to sort of we're talking about this song. Go through what Andy had written about regarding this song. Um, yeah, I came across uh, five separate uh I guess news outlets or, or at least places where either, either zines or online blogs. But uh, the first one I came across was punknews.org. It's so weird to look at posts from things because I mean, on the internet, things exist essentially indefinitely. As long as they host it, this thing is going to exist. So seeing a, a review on punknews.org, it says uh, by Alvin Paul, Universal Music Group 14 years ago. Just wild to, to think. You know, you're used to seeing, like, yeah. I want let me find the best, uh, what's the best uh, lubricant for a garage door? And you find that, oh, a post from six months ago. This has got to be relevant. Yeah. But for stuff like this, you see something from 14 yeah. years ago. Well, so, uh, as a quick aside, um, on in June, I will be on This Might Be a Podcast, which is a punk news sort of podcast. I was talking to Greg Simpson and he was saying that that site's been around since 99, I want to say, or uh -huh. even before that he mentions it on the pod. Um, and uh, some of his oldest articles, I think he mentions like with the way that sites have been reformatted and stuff like that, kind of like get lost in the shuffle. But yeah, I right. mean, that site's been around for so long. Their back catalog is so deep. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is a small little thing. So from punknews.org. Uh, 14 years ago, it's very short. So it, it goes like this. Uh, even though their upcoming album is barely in the can, Jimmy World is back in the studio recording some more material. The band made an announcement on their blog. And here's the, the little uh, quote here. We, have, we now have to hunker down in our studio once again. It seems we can't escape it to record some more goodies as I type. <laughs> as I type. I love that. As I type this. Um, as I type, we are recording a new version of Your House that we did on the last U.S. run. Drums, bass, and acoustic guitar are all laid down, and it sounds really cool so far. It's kind of fun to bring back an older song and reimagine it to a certain extent. We are racking our brains for good cover ideas, too. And then they finish off the little uh, thing here with the band's new record, Chase This Light, is due out October 16th of 2007. Nice. Uh, and then again... Uh, 
This one says updated March 17th, 2020, but the content in here, I'm sure you're going to see is very uh, dated. So this was <laughs> an entertainment weekly article from uh, September 7th of 2001 uh, and by Laura Morgan. And it goes, whereas Blink-182 and crew trade in punk pop built on masturbation jokes and muscular riffs, this Mesa, Arizona foursomes equally effervescent tunes are bittersweet, not bowdy. The emo edged your house and cautioners will appeal to the sensitive guy who stops to pick up his girlfriend Daisy's busy wallop packing rockers such as the title track The Middle will please the dude who thinks that crushing a beer can on his brow impresses chicks. A fine balancing act. <laughs> it's kind of a cool little, I mean, yeah, for right. being just one single paragraph, man, Laura Morgan has a way with words. Entertainment Weekly, man. Yeah, I know. And I haven't read Entertainment Weekly since I've been in the dentist office. Uh, you know, which is, I mean, I go every six months. Once but you graduate from down. the Highlights magazine, you move to Entertainment oh, Weekly. Oh, dude. Dude, fine. Hidden pictures, baby. Come on. Yeah, goof is and gallant. I always hated I always hated when people would take the pencil and write in and, and actually circle all the hidden oh, pictures. Oh, yeah, man. You're like, ruining on. it. Yeah. Come on. This is a shared magazine. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, a couple more things here. Uh, so from the OC Register in 2011, September 30th, this is a larger article titled Jimmy World Revisits Bleed American a Decade Later. Uh, and they have a picture here of Christy Front Drive open for Jimmy World Thursday night at the Wiltern. Man, I miss the Wiltern. So this is an article by Jeff Miller. And unfortunately, we share the last name. That's your don't bro. share the yeah, same. Man. I know. We don't share the same viewpoints. So here we go. <laughs> uh, yet as celebratory as the experience was intended to be, it also served to highlight something surely less intentional that these four Arizonans who have become increasingly inconsistent as their career has progressed were never a 100% mighty animal out of the gate. I know, and goes on to say, that's not to say their hearts haven't been into it. Okay, he's going to try and uh, save it here. Singer Jim Adkins, pictured, and his able crew seem impassioned in their 30s as they were in their 20s. Every whoa, 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 during sweetness, (laughs) a fist-pumping move of power and angst. Album highlights here... Uh, like the name-checking Your House were venue-wide sing-alongs, and rightly so, knock teen rebellion nostalgia all you want, but it sure helps a crowd in quarter-life crisis with their catharsis. Wait, how's that name-dropping? What is there name-dropping uh, in the song that I'm not getting? Uh, it's So let's see where he says albums highlights like the name-checking Your name House. Checking. I, but Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look at what name-checking. Checking. Yeah, I would have I guessed that like it's like, oh... um. Like he dropped a hint toward like, oh, I know this punk band song. Like I was listening to Phoebe Bridgers the other day, um, Smoke Signals, and I just really never picked up on this one part of the lyrics here um, where she talks. It's the second verse and she's talking about a Smith's song. So uh, where is it? how soon is now in an 80s sedan you slept inside it because your dad lived in a campground in the back of a van you said that song will creep you out until you're dead and i was like how soon is now like the smith's song and sure enough that's what it was so like you know she's just to me name checking like a song but name dropping a song in the middle of her song so then i'm like is are they doing that here are we missing it is it uh, uh, yeah i was gonna ask you are we missing something because i looked on uh, 44 j pod yeah <laughs> i went to urban dictionary just to check and yeah name check is synonymous with name dropping 
Um, but there's no distinctive or there's no obvious name drop in here unless we yeah. are honestly missing something. Maybe if it's saying, so, you kickstart my heart, you kickstart my heart. <laughs> yeah, I don't see anything that's obvious in there. So I don't know. Again, another knock against the OC register. I'll go through I wish OC. I could lose you again. Like, is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, again, maybe we'll have some uh, some housekeeping for next week if we figure this out. But I don't think yeah. we're missing anything, man. This guy's okay. just, yeah. Come on, Miller, man. <laughs> uh, a couple more. Uh, the Badger Herald. From 2001, September 13th, this article titled Jimmy, Eat World, Jimmy Eats World Wants You to Bleed American. Oh, boy. Uh, I know, already. Okay, these last couple. <laughs> oh, another, just before I finish this, I, I forgot. This was another thing on, on the OC register, uh, another reason to write them off. In the next paragraph, they start with, the problems with slow songs like Hear You Me, spelled H-E-R-E. So, come oh, on, not man. Not cool, man. Yeah, not cool. So again, all right, sorry, man. I, I, Jeff Miller, don't want to know you. So anyway, back to the Badger Herald. This one was titled Jimmy Eats World, apostrophe S. So it's not like multiple Jimmy Eats. It's actually Jimmy Eat is maybe the band. Jimmy Eats World wants you to bleed American. Maybe that's, yeah, that's the play weird. on the title. I don't know. I think they did it intentionally. Uh, but down toward the middle of this article, they say the popish sound that Jimmy Eat World seems to be looking for is fully realized on your house. The first question mark, but not last song on the album to employ an acoustic guitar. Lyrically, this poignant track is the typical story of unfulfilled love. Yet in the upbeat tone of the music, there exists a refreshingly innocent hopefulness that allows the listener to empathize with the plight of the singer instead of simply writing off the song as yet another example of the oldest trick in the pop music bag. The oldest trick. I think what they're getting at is the whole concept of like the guy strung along with the girl. Yeah, maybe? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And anytime I hear the word plight, I always think of in, in uh, national lampoons vacation when, when they're going through the ghetto and he goes, you guys, you kids taking in all this plight, <laughs> oh <my laughs> the, God. Gun the gun shot and they roll up the roll them up. <laughs> Rolls up the windows. <laughs> uh, last thing I wanted to say was Alt Press. I always like the Alt Press. Man, they have some fun stuff on there. The Alternative Press. They had uh, an article titled The 15 Best Jimmy Eat World Songs by Dan Slesser, May 22nd, 2015. And on this list, uh, song number eight, Bleed American 2001, was On the Surface, Your House, is an understated, shimmering, almost bouncy pop song. It's jangly acoustic strum and delicate vocal melodies making a lovely soundtrack to a summer evening. However, the lyrics are wrought with exquisite pain in the wake of a failed relationship and a desperate need to break all contact with an ex to allow the healing to begin. Okay. Get it? I think it's great. I like jangly. I'm more of a fan of twinkly, but I can accept jangly <laughs> for the alt press. <laughs> So there you go, man. Eight, number eight of fifteen on that on the alternative press list there. So that's what I got for uh, for the articles, and it seemed like some of these were more for the press release, like uh, just moments before they were releasing uh, Bleed American. Yeah, totally. Like that would have been that alternative press article would have been because Integrity Blues was going to come out. Let's look back on their yeah. catalog and talk about exactly. Yeah. Um, Zach had a little snark on Twitter about this, that which included this song where he, uh, I, this was from 2015, 2017. 
uh, and I'm trying to remember what he was referring to. Oh, I wonder if it was this, this Rolling Stone article, because somebody posted it here. Let's see what the Rolling Stone articles. Ah, 50 greatest pop punk albums. And I will bet you that Jimmy Eat World is on here with Bleed American. Yep. Okay. So that <laughs> article comes out. Let's see where it was on the list here. Number 25 of 50. So right there in the middle. This came out November 15th, 2017. November 16th, 2017, Zach Lynn says, <laughs> please enjoy some of our most ripping pop punk classics like <laughs> Hear You Me, My Sundown, Cautioners, and Your House, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, Zach. <laughs> That's good. That is rich. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that has to be what he was referring to. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, let's be honest. Yes, there are a lot of ballads on Bleed American, but when you think of Bleed American, Sweetness, The Middle, Authority Song, songs like that, that sort of like are indicative of that album, you kind of feel like, I think it goes both ways, I guess, a little bit. But. Well, let me ask you this. So my sister asked me today, she was talking about some new some new music, and she goes, oh, this is this, this is the first new pop rock song that I've heard in a while. And so I said, just listen to some Jimmy Eat World. And she goes, yeah, well, what okay, did she listen get, to? Um, so she was asking me about that Lottie Da song, which is those two TikTokers recently, right? I don't and, know. Yeah, you know, I've only heard it because I listen, we listen to K-Rock driving in the car every now and then. That's the only reason I know it. I didn't go searching for it. And I said, how do you find this stuff? But... She goes, well, give me some, give me some Jimmy Eat World to listen to. And I thought, I kind of was, I, had, I took a moment and I thought, what am I going to, what would I give her? I mean, because she, she knows the big, the big top hits. She said, all, all I know is the middle and I'm sure she, she would know sweetness. But it, it kind of gave me pause to think. I was like, what would I give her? Would I give her Surviving, which is a good, I think that's a great yeah. new album. Um, but then am I going to give her a classic album? So I ended up telling her, I, well, actually, before I say that. This is why I pose this question. What would you, if somebody said, hey, give me one album for Jimmy Eat World, what, which album would you give them? Um, and what's the caveat? What's the... Just to give, let's just say you're trying to give somebody the best overview of Jimmy Eat World. And I don't want to, I don't want I, I, I want to keep talking, but I don't... Bleed American if they were not familiar with the band okay. at all. Yeah. Fair enough. That's exactly what I told her. I said, I want you to listen to Bleed American. However, I want to tell you that my favorite album... If I had to pick one, and you know, which varies every now and then, but it's, I, I'd say it's Futures. So I said, if you want to get my favorite album, listen to Futures. But everything else to me seems like a deep cut, especially their stuff from Invented and and Integrity yeah. Blues. That just seems like more of like a very specific time. You have to kind of solid know the band. pop rock songs, but yeah, yeah. So I figured just listen to yeah, just listen to Bleed American in its, in its entirety. And that, okay, good. We're on the same page. What did that she normally good. listen to? Well, so she's 15 years younger than I am. So she's in, I asked her, what is, <laughs> I said, what's Harry Styles up to? Because she was into, um, gosh, what the heck is that damn band? One I Direction? Think of it. One Direction. And she goes, ugh, being a god. So apparently he's in a couple <laughs> of movies now. I think one rapped recently, she said. But um, Susie I don't know. really she's got just, into Harry Styles' record. Um, yeah. It's really good. Yeah, man. You got to yeah, hear him I, singing about Watermelon Sugar, baby. <laughs> I I heard that oh, one. Susie just I think came it... downstairs. She was laughing. That I'm talking about <laughs> Harry Styles. 
Oh, she. <laughs> she, <laughs> she has to correct you more than one. Actually, <laughs> actually. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole. It's a whole household me. of actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, he said it's a whole household of actually. <laughs> That's no, it. I told him, oh, I was like, man. you gotta listen to Watermelon Sugar, baby. The name is called Watermelon, <laughs> the song is called Watermelon Sugar. He yeah. sings yeah. Watermelon Sugar High. Yes, I'm just saying, baby. Yeah, because that's you. That's how David yeah. delivers it. You gotta listen to that's Watermelon right. Sugar, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, but you gotta do it with this new, new record, right? Yeah. He asked his sister what Harry Styles is up to because he knew she used to listen to One Direction. She was like, ugh, being a god. Yeah, she's, uh, Susie says uh, she doesn't like him in a creepy way. Right, right. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that's the same thing with my sister. Yeah. She appreciates him as a musician. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you any other artists that she listens to. Yeah. On the reg, but uh, whatever. Yeah, the fact, like, I just bring him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, did she listen to Bleed American yet? Or I, that was only this afternoon. So oh, okay. I don't know if she's listening to it. She's <laughs> next like, week, she's that'll actually... be housekeeping. Yeah. Tune in right. next week. Where <laughs> I'm going to ask discuss... her. In fact, yeah, I will bring that up. I'll make sure. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to have her call in. Uh, okay. 484 JE Pod, Justin's sister. There we go. All right. She has been notified. Awesome. The next tweet I have is July 24th, 2018. Kaylee D. Kaylee Duckworth one uh, asks the band, what song did you enjoy recording the most? Now, because this is July 24th, my guess is that they're, yeah, Bleed American came out 17 years ago today. Crazy. You think that makes you feel old? Shit, man. Anyway, let's do a quick Bleed themed <laughs> Q&A go. So Kaylee D asks, what song did you enjoy recording the most? The answer was Your House. Ooh. And that's what the band had to say. Um, and that, that was the 2001 version or the 2007? <laughs> this is 2001 <laughs> version because they're reminiscing I on Bleed America. Yes, yes. No, they yes. probably hated everything about the 2007 version. And never <laughs> Why did to we even record this and release this? I mean, here's the thing is they did play it the most in 2007, 34 times. But according to this, and we'll get to that in a sec, I'm interested to hear what this 2000 version that I have set aside is. Um, Ooh. Uh, but uh, mostly in 2007, they played it 34 times. So... Um, yeah. Uh, so 2007 played through at least 2013, according to the thing. I have a video of them playing it in 2011. I think that's the latest video I had, or I bothered looking up. Um, and then song meetings, I sort of went through. There were a couple plus two comments on there. Uh, Weird Chick says, The one you love isn't the one who won't break your heart. The one you love isn't the one who won't break your heart. I thought that was a very uh, pleasantly confusing thing to read. I was like, this probably means something deep and I'm just not reading can you, it. Can you say times. that one more time? The one you love isn't the one who won't break your heart. Wow. Yeah. I think it's very specific and deep. Yeah. But applicable. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Poter Pulse, Pol Poter, please. Polter, 
Poterpuls, uh, says, I think this song talks about the in-between stage after a breakup. You don't know if you should talk to your ex or if you should shut them out of your life. It sounds like the writer is trying to get over the ex, but still sees her and feels heartbroken for it. He's tortured when he's with her because he's in a conflict of falling in love again, even though nothing will come of it. The easiest... The easiest thing would be for him to throw away everything and distance himself from her because if she calls or tells him that she still loves him he would jump right back into the relationship and i think that's that's true so uh oh yeah those comments were posted almost i mean uh like 10 years apart once uh, march of 2005 and august of 2015 but both very applicable i think um, oh yeah yeah and that is what i have about uh track notes for this should we start jumping into these live versions i have kind of set aside okay so this is labeled as nita's hideaway 2000 and i believe nita's hideaway is where jim met his wife um and this is track 12 of whatever album it was on here from but i forget i almost want to say this was the band if i remember correctly if it's just jim then it's just Jim, but I think it might be the band. Let's take a look. Okay, here we go. Okay, this is another brand new song. It's a cover by a band called the All Rock Alert. Jeez. It's called When We Get to Your House. Yeah, um, but it sounds yeah. great, and that's the band it playing it in the year two thousand. Man, I'd be up up in my uh, well out of my seat if there was. I mean, I'm sure everyone's standing at that yeah, room, right. but I'd be up off uh, jumping around, man. Yeah, man. So the next I have as two thousand one modified arts Phoenix Arizona. Now I have a version that is from our drive, but I also on YouTube found a video version. So if you jump oh, over to watch together, Ever have a good Christmas? Yeah! Or whatever religious holiday you may celebrate this time. Yeah, go Hanukkah! Or, or whatever. <laughs> so, Lotus 77 says, right date, wrong year, was actually 2000. I was there. When you're on, I swear you're on. You're in my heart right Don't go tell me now If you love 
I miss what you said at the very beginning. Um, did you make a comment at the beginning of this video? The only thing I said is that somebody uh, named Wotus77 says, right date, wrong year, was actually 2000. I was there. But isn't somebody singing the harmony in the video? I did. Oh, okay, that was you. <laughs> so I couldn't help it, man. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't. You can't. So I was like, if somebody's singing the harmony, then the record Oh, they, they must know it. Yeah. Man, nice deduction. Um, so, yeah, it... it, it as far as I can tell, this Go Big Casino show was 2001, but one person, Wotus77, is saying that it was the year 2000, which it would be cool him seeing him play it before the record was out. But then on the set list on setlist.fm, it says 2001 Jimmy World cover. So right. who knows? Um, before we listen to them play it in 2007... I figure we could listen to the 2007 version, which you prefer and I despise. I despise it because when I heard them play it live, I was like, oh, this is going to be great um, to hear this song live. It's such a great song. And they played some weird version of it. And I was like, what is this? And I don't like the the weird uh, ow, 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 rip my heart right out. I, I don't like any of that. Don't do that. So uh, what's funny is I feel like I'm not alone in that the Facebook and Reddit polls that ever went up, the OG version always won. And let's take a look live on the pod. I sent out a Instagram poll to... Uh, I am interested. And let's see what people have said in what the... Sp- Five hours since I posted this. 73% OG, 27% 07. This has been seen Uh, by 71 people. Now, I've got to say that there are uh, visual cues associated with color. (laughs) And I made this this observation immediately. I didn't like the fact that OG was colored in green and 2007 was colored in red. You got to talk to the folks at Instagram, man. Mm -hmm. I didn't make the rules. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just saying. And... 
uh, OG is going to go first. It's the OG. So 27 <laughs> votes for OG, 10 for 07. Huh. So I thought because of how much you liked the song that you would be in the, the majority that most people probably prefer. Now, there are things I've come to like about the 2007 version. When we listen to it, we can talk about those things. But I really don't like that. How you rip my heart right out. I, I just okay. <laughs> don't like that part. Um, and I wish I wrote his name down. Uh, we try not to be super negative on the pod. Maybe I did real quick. Let me look <laughs> in my community section. Uh, this is the person, Joe Calderon, all over the Facebook group. Anytime anybody brings up your house, he is sure to jump in there and say, as long as it's not the 2007 version, I hate that version. So Joe Calderon <laughs> and I are cut of the same cloth. Now, I sent both tracks to Paul and I said, I don't really care about the musical breakdown of it unless you feel so inspired. What I do care about is your take on these two versions. So we'll see what Paul has to say about that. All right, well, listening to the song Your House uh, this week, gotta confess, this is the only record by Jimmy Eat World that I owned um, back in the day that I bought with my money, that I bought a compact disc of uh, and enjoyed the Bleed American album very much. And so was completely unaware that there were, was another version of this song out there. Uh, so when David invited me to have a listen, I was curious. And I um, I enjoyed it, and the more I listened to it, the more um, I enjoyed the distinction between the two. Uh, they both are are, are really great, um, but my thoughts uh, are as follows. Um, I would probably still say I prefer. If we're just going with my gut here. I prefer the original release. Um, I prefer the energy of the original release, the dynamic builds throughout the song. Uh, it feels more like a pop song. It feels more like it was, it was, uh, they got in the studio with a producer and he said, Hey, let's, let's be creative here. Let's, let's really like think of all the interesting things we can do with the arrangement on this song. And I feel like that came through on the original release. The, the 2007 version, um, it feels a little more like a ballad. And at first to me, um, that was a little more boring, um, quite honestly. But as I considered the theme of the song and the lyrics of the tune, uh, I thought, you know, maybe it makes more sense for this particular song. Um, I did not really care for the long ah that he puts in on each line. Uh, felt a little forced to me, felt a little bit like filler. Um, but uh, again, kind of just know they were going in a very different direction. So I thought that was, you know, I was like, well, it, 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 they made a very specific choice there. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't love that they lost the, uh, the bass movement in those verses moving from the four chord down to the one each time. It kind of just hangs out on that one chord. Uh, I thought that was a key, um, kind of musical thing that changed. Um, the, the one part of the 2007 version that I might, that I might just barely prefer over the original is that bridge section. It feels, it feels a lot more of kind of that hitting that emotional climax. Uh, of a ballad tune, and it just really has a great um, endearing and kind of just emotional energy there that 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 just might barely um, might barely come out on top when compared to the original, uh, which of course I still love the the original bridge um, having that big open thing with the with the chimey guitars and the and the big Phil Collins esque drums, and um, so that one's still great. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I love the, uh, the the bridge on the 2007 version. So uh, all in all, was was glad that they decided to go back and revisit this tune and and uh, and and reinterpret it in a different way. So I'm really enjoying getting to learn uh, about this band and, and their journey and and the various um, various choices they've made along the way. It's been really fascinating. Now that we know, we can now listen to 2007. Unless no, you want to no, speak no, on it before listen. we listen. I'll let the I'll let the listeners decide. Yeah. Of your house. Here we go. Ah, oh, so it's great already. <laughs> when you're on, I swear you're on. Rip my heart right out. Ah, and those offbeat drums that are about to come in making a different song. I like that guitar sound. The piano, the piano, David. You're in my heart. No. Come on, Zach. Like, bring in those like drums. That guitar that strums. It's very. Um, if you still Is it Brian Adams that I'm thinking of? Oh, totally. <laughs> Little Twinklies. Don't go. Uh, Twinklies are great. Me now. Zach's back there swinging. He's, if you he's spinning his drumsticks back there, about ready to drop them. Oh. Don't call. Oh, man. Full band, baby. The lights come up. Everyone goes, <laughs> oh! This is all fine. Write a new song. Then out of that doesn't go ahead. Yeah. You'll be right <laughs> back there. You're in my heart right out. This is like throwing and we know what a rake in the spokes of every TV. <laughs> Even changes up the harmony, David. If you still care at all, don't go tell me now. Write another song with those harmonies. They're great. Please don't tell me now. I want to convert you by the end of this episode. I like I'm hoping. Music. I Ugh. really don't like what they've done with the chorus or with the middle of the verses. Even where even where Jim changes up the harmony underneath, there's got to be at least three between him and Tom doing their harmony, their two part. Jim's got to add at least with one. With the part or that two. goes, that exactly. Oh, now, nah, get in the bin. All right, fine. Write another song that does that. <laughs> The, if the original weren't so good, if this were the version, I probably right. wouldn't have an opinion. But if the, vision, if the versions are the original versus this, it's the original all day, baby. Why, why you got to say it like that, though? You got to say versus this, like it's a piece of crap <laughs> sitting out there on the floor. All right. OK. Versus this perfectly fine song that would have been yes. great on its own. We could add okay. another episode to do. <laughs> Oh, man. Which reminds okay. me, do we need to add the 2007 Your House to the uh, bias order? Oh, you know what? No, because we assumed that when we were doing it, we assumed that both uh, people had, they could take, I, that Your House was either the 2007 or 2001 oh, okay. version. Whatever right. one they All preferred. Right. All right. 
Yes. <sighs> what are your takes? 484JPod, let us know. <laughs> okay. OG or 07. So was that the last one of the band that you had to go through? You you saved the 2007 for last? Uh, What do you mean? Yeah. Because okay. it's, 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 it's evolution of the song. Asking. I don't have any other versions of it. We have an instrumental. Somebody made an instrumental with no fade. Um, okay. So let's listen to instrumental with no fade because they made an edit from the instrumental. So you can hear it'll be easier to do and watch together because the other one's a flack file. Um, okay. I'm going to paste this and watch together. This is the, uh, well, hold on. Before we go all that, let's go back and listen to them play it live. I'm playing this version because it's a pro recording, so it'll be fully okay. mixed and sound great. Um, I don't know, man. It sounds like you want to be converted. <laughs> Arpeggiate me, Jim. But when you're on, I swear you're on. Right out. Oh boy. <laughs> and I feel the whole room. They caught me on record. Me clear my throat. You're not right out. If you still care right out, don't go tell me. Oh man. If you love it's me, swelling, it's swelling up, man. Fine. Don't come. Then out of nowhere, you put me right back there. is a great some other song yeah <laughs> turn it into something else but it's this and this is what they're playing live and everyone's getting into it yeah on purpose i don't oh. get it <laughs> um let's listen to this version this is the only version i have of jim solo playing this uh this is uh if you remember gabrielle giffords was a congresswoman from arizona and she was shot by a um angry constituent um and survived and uh she's gone on to do amazing things for gun control her husband is now uh, uh somehow in the government i forget mark giffords he's an astronaut i mean just like the most wholesome people 
Um, and Jim went and played a, uh, of course, him being a Phoenix native, uh, played a benefit show for her uh, back in 2007, I want to say. So this is uh, Jim playing the 2007 version solo, which he did in 2015, and I didn't find a video for. So here goes the 2007 solo acoustic Jim Atkins version. <laughs> it's terrific musically it's terrific but when you have an og you gotta you're you're a diehard you're gonna go down ride or die baby that ship dude yeah (laughs) the your house ship i guess so yeah yeah um so uh instrumental let's go ahead and listen to this instrumental which is cool and this person did an edit where they didn't they 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 edited it so it doesn't fade out which i thought was interesting so uh, uh let's hear uh Let's let's maybe jump. We we know what the song sounds like. Let's jump to like uh, the last quarter. I love that palm muted guitar against the acoustic. Yeah. Makes you want to sway, man. Yeah. I wonder why Jim played bass on this. Jim's so in the pocket here because he's following Zach in the kick, which is great. The boom, boom. Boom, boom. Yep. Yeah, it's good. It's well done. It makes it sound huge. Like, they didn't do timpanis on this record, but they could have. Sounds like a Wurlitzer underneath. Oh, that's a good call. Oh, wait. <laughs> that was it, man. Boom. That was very abrupt. Um, <laughs> no fade out, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that actually... T- Let's listen to that again. Then. <laughs> you blink and you miss it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we listened to the rock version from the Bleed American EP, which ended up as far as we could tell, being the demo. Justin. Yes. Do you have text-to-speech ready? Uh, Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Awesome. Do you have it ready twice? What do you mean, twice? Oh, baby. We got Megan Galding and Christy Brewer on this one. Uh, The return. Okay. So So do you think I should do... Let's hear what Megan Galding did with the track. She doesn't have an intro on hers. So you let me know when you're uh, ready. Okay, give me a sec here. Let me just cue yeah. this up. Now, uh, do you want me to save a little bit of this for... Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so I'll try and only go through half of this. All right, man. Um, I am... Maybe just do the first verse in the chorus, yeah, and then we'll do the do second it. verse in the chorus. Yeah. Hit me. Here we go. 
When you're on, I swear you're on. You rip my heart right out. You rip my heart right out. I think the whole room can hear me clear my throat. You rip my heart right out. You rip my heart right out. If you still care at all, don't go, tell me now. If you love me at all, don't call. <laughs> oh, man. Don't call. <laughs> I'm feeling at ease right now. I should have had one of those gummies. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Megan Golding. Oh, whoa! This is Speed Read. Okay, so we didn't have two. We just had one. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, oops. Um, okay, now we can jump into a little bit of community. Okay. Uh, uh, what What do you got that so, is of note? So I told you that I only got one, and only I only needed one. So I came across uh, Oh, one. yeah, you said that. I was interested in what you meant by that. Uh, Jimmy World, the subreddit, uh, one year ago from Nez477, the title of this self-post was Jimmy World Your House 2007. And the, the text goes like this. This version of the song is just so incredible. I'm sure most of you have already listened to it, but I wanted to share in case you hadn't. They did this version live back on their acoustic tour in 2008-ish. was one of my favorite songs I've ever seen live of theirs. Wow, that's a big statement, man. Uh, and, and in parentheses here, uh, they did Disintegration on that tour too. Uh, I really think it is better than the album version. Bless. Uh, yeah. I do like the album version, how it is a bit more mellow, uh, which is probably needed between the opening three rock songs and then sweetness. But this 2007 version really seems to emphasize the emotions of if you still care at all, don't go tell me now. If you love me at all, don't call. I really can't get enough of Jew after Surviving was released. Uh, going back and celebrating their whole collection and talking about it on the sub has been awesome. The top Comment, Pebble Swift, five points, says, This is, by far, my favorite version of the song. I was really disappointed when they took the deluxe version of Bleed American off of Spotify. That song is so good. Do you remember that moment in time a year ago? Uh, in between a year ago and now, uh, when all of that stuff, the deluxe stuff, the expanded editions came back, and everyone was just on the Facebook. I can't remember if we were on the Discord yet, but people were just saying, Hey, guess what, guys? We got our expanded edition back. It was nope, so exciting. Because I always have everything uh -huh, in Apple. Of course. Music. It was an amazing time. And uh, you know what, Pebble Swift? Love you for that comment. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I, I did like this. I, I feel like I do this all the time. Um, what did they say on Facebook? This is This I pulled from the Facebook group. I wonder if I didn't save the comment, if that's why I didn't. I have to go into the post here. Octavio Guzman said, oh, yeah, I totally do this. This is it. When the middle ends while somewhere out in public, who else has your house automatically playing in your head? <laughs> I do that so much. Oh, with, man. Like any song, yeah. like any popular song. Just yeah. continue on. Um, yep, yep, yep. Uh, oh, here's a bad take that I got from uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, this is posted by Justin Miller um, <laughs> about the 2007 version of Your House. Should have been on the album. If only they'd recorded this six years earlier. To the DeLorean! And not only are you it, it, this Justin Miller besmirching Back to the Future, but they're talking about how good the 2007 version of Your House is. That's, I wrote bad take here. Um, Matthew Neal asked a question on the Facebook group. Before, 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 wait, 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 wait. So from that post, how long ago was that damn reply? I get, 
I yeah, get a I freaking to notification that. today that uh, David <laughs> Park David Park has replied to your comment. What the hell comment did I make? And I look, and it's the picture of Bugs Bunny with his tongue stuck in his face, going no, and that's it. That's all it was. And I had I had a laughing emoji. Uh, responses, I had smiley face, and then one angry one, which I assume was from you, you dick. And so, con- continue on with your, your little thing. Go ahead. Uh, oh, this, okay, that, that, I think that's the end of our yes. 2007. Oh, no, I do have one more. Oh, I already read this, the 2007 hate. This was Joel Calderon and I are on the same uh, wavelength. Uh, no more 2007 talk for the most part, I don't think. Um, so voice crack, Matthew Neal asked a question. Um, so when exactly did Jim decide to lose his signature voice crack? You hear it so clearly on songs like A Sunday and Your House, but he doesn't seem to really use it anymore. Even on last night's stream, has anyone ever noted, ever asked him about that? I kind of love it and miss it. I I don't know that I feel like he changed his voice that much. Um, Angela... Oh, Hardison says, I think I read or heard something where he talked about really working hard on his voice over the years professionally. So maybe it was a result of that work. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't have asked that question. Uh-huh. So now I'm asking you and I guess everybody else, uh, has he changed his voice so much that he doesn't do that crack anymore that we all love? I think we mentioned it a lot on the show. Yeah. And I think um, I, I would say if I'm trying to, to, to reason why he's maybe not doing it is because. I feel like he does that when he comes from an acoustic song. Um, and it's just one of those things oh, that point. it's it's one of those things that adds to an acoustic performance. And maybe it was just how he was writing the songs previously uh, before the band came in and they started writing them and, and really fleshing out the songs. And now they have a different process, especially with, you know, especially how they're recording stuff um, with, with their they've gone from pedals down to essentially just having these virtual instruments that they have access to. I think, and it's one of those things where you just naturally, you don't even realize you stop doing it just because you progress as a person and a songwriter and as a band. Uh, and also, yeah, maybe it could be a result of him trying out a different methods of like, okay, you need to stop doing that. That's a result of you not breathing properly. And he spends six months doing proper breathing techniques and he just can't do it anymore. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's that. It's just that it was a yeah. result of how he used to write songs and everyone got used to it. I did too. Uh, but it's just one of those things that whether or not he realized he was doing it uh, just went away. Yeah. That's my justification. Yeah. I, I, I suppose so. I yeah. think so. Um, I got a couple survivor results. I mean, a lot of res- survivor results is interesting. They included all three versions in both survivors. So oh, wow. walking on a wire survivor, um, my sundown in your house placed eighth tied. 14th place was the 2007 version and 17th place was the rock version in 2018. They did it a little differently where they had B sides separate of uh, the album version. So your house was out in round five on the uh, album version. And then the B sides 2007 was out in round five and your house rock version was out in round two. uh, And it tied with Firestarter as being out in round two. Yeah. 
Um, I did want to touch on this. So one of my favorite things about going through the community is when people have stories attached to their love of the song, um, because only you and you and I can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and, and you don't really get to hear unless they call in about other people's stories with the song. So this is when they were doing song of the week, and this was submitted by chaotic chord on Reddit. And here's what they wrote for the reason. When I was a kid, my dad and I took road trips all the time in the summer. He and I have always had the same taste in music. And despite him being 65 today, he still won't stop raving about how great surviving is to give you an idea of how cool he is. So we <laughs> always took our favorite CDs with us on our trips. One summer, we drove from our small northern Minnesota town down to Chicago to visit my aunt. It was 2006, and I would have been 13. Halfway through the trip, we decided to get a hotel in Madison, Wisconsin. I woke up in the front seat of the Jeep the next morning to the most beautiful sunset, the smell of new car air freshener, and your house playing softly on the stereo. It was one of those beautiful little moments you don't forget. It's been one of my favorite songs on one of my favorite albums ever since. And I thought that was just so wow. great. I can't wait to have those memories yeah, uh, and help create those memories. So, um, oh, man, I love those those little things um fill in this old tv show title car blank where are you 54 number 54 on jake t o'donnell's list oh your house 2007 bleed american deluxe edition 2008 there's only one song on this list that will technically appear twice although the versions are different enough that I don't feel wrong about including them both. I purposefully didn't listen to the studio version or leaked live audio of Your House 2007 before seeing them live in Boston that fall, and my patience was rewarded. That was one of my favorite times seeing the band, a true fan's set, at a small venue shortly after Chase's Light was released. That was the aforementioned show where I met Tom beforehand. So later earlier in the list he talks about that um both your house versions are based on a lush acoustic guitar but your house 2007 takes a more complex approach to the overall instrumentation and adds some different vocal touches there were a lot of ways this could have gone wrong but this song was always in the right hands also i once asked zach on twitter why they picked this song to redo for the deluxe bleed American release. And he said, there wasn't a reason they just went for it. <laughs> now, you know, okay, Justin, how old was Steve Carell in that movie where he was a virgin? What year was that? Oh, I don't know. How old What is the name of Steve Carell? Oh, hit? 40. Oh, Steve, blank wait, year oh, old I, virgin. I don't know why I thought of, I, I wasn't thinking of Steve Carell. I was thinking of somebody else. I was thinking of, uh, the anchorman from um, the Daily Show that went off. Will the, Ferrell. Well, no, oh. Stephen Colbert is. I, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, I don't know why I was ah. thinking. Forty, David. Forty is the answer. Yes. Your house, Bleed American, two thousand one, number forty on Jake T. O'Donnell's list, and now the original Your House, the only among the first five tracks on Bleed American that didn't become an alt rock radio staple in the early two thousands. Despite this fact, I believe Your House played a critical role in the band's history with the relationship fans would have with them in the long term. Your House is sandwiched between the middle and sweetness on Bleed American's track sequencing, and for people like me who came to discover the band because of the middle, the appearance of Your House 
so early could seem surprising. That's because on the surface level, your house doesn't fit with the power alt pop of what surrounds it. The acoustic guitar backing, what sort of sounds like organ providing a lurking backing, an otherworldly drumline uh, march engineered by Zach and Trombino, and Jim's yearning vocals highlighting the band's emo sensibilities. I've thrown away everything I've written you. Oh, anything just to keep my mind from thinking how I've had you once. Oh, I can't forget that. Sometimes I wish I could lose you again. Songs like The Middle and Sweetness made people Jimmy Eat World fans in 2002, but songs like Your House kept them fans for much longer. I think that is a terrific take. I I have a thought that once we finish albums, we'll talk about those albums in full. However, yeah. that means that Bleed American won't be talked about until the end. Right. <laughs> but it's the, the sequencing of albums that we sort of miss on this show um, and the importance of those things. So I can't wait to go through. We sort of did it with Clarity Futures and uh, Integrity Blues when we yeah. did the, the, the winter albums. Yeah. Um, uh, cold weather albums but uh yeah talking specifically about how tracks are sequenced and things is very important and i do believe that jake t o'donnell sort of hit the nail on the head with that uh why this song works in the canon of having really just being a deep cut on bleed american so that is what i have for community excellent man wow well-rounded yeah man um covers i don't feel like doing an extended cover section sure but i have like 40 acoustic boys <laughs> no 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 no. what did you call them earlier today that i loved <laughs> acousti boys acousti boys <laughs> um acousti boys i might have gotten that from blink 155 i definitely got the acousti shortness from blink 155 uh-huh. i don't know if they ever went acousti boy um but yeah so many goddamn acousti boys so i figure we could highlight a few sure. that we found notable, but once you hear these few Coosty boys, you'll kind of get, <laughs> get the gist. Yeah. Them. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, let's, uh, how many do you have? So, that you uh, greenlit, greenlit. I have six. One of those six is the one that I had mentioned to you earlier, um, that may or may not include a banjo. So yeah, <laughs> let's, let's return. Let, let's start here. Uh, it's fine. Uh, John Tarbard, you'll recognize because his uh, YouTube name is John at the Church. This is the guy that was playing Jimmy Eat World songs at church and people uh, just like, oh yes, randomly watching. They're there for somebody's, uh, he just walked in, right? It was what? He just walked in. Uh, they were, we were joking about them being there for somebody's service, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just seems out of place, but hey, good for you, John. What's nice is he's got the room working for him. Like, you can hear the, like, there's a ton of, like, natural reverb, but also, like, everyone's talking. Yeah. (laughs) A kid. A kid just walked back. How is there oh, nobody man. sitting in the that front row right in front of him? I would be there staring right at John oh, in yeah, the face, man. man. Singing that? Come Make on. him feel uncomfortable, no. John. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so he he pretty much covers your your standard Coosty boy. There was this guy, Mike Peralta, that I found yeah. who's very good. Yes. But you don't need to hear him. He's got 
10 versions I think I found. And, and they're not, and they're under wrote, different accounts too. Oh, are they? I didn't even get that. But so I was like, Mike Peralta on YouTube. And then I was like, oh, version two. Oh, version three. And then I was like, six versions on YouTube. Yes. Nope, yeah. seven versions. Eight, ten. <laughs> so I found a lot of Mike Peralta. They're very good. All of these, all of them, all the Coosty Boys are in the YouTube playlist that we will embed with the show notes. Um, so that said, Justin, who is the first cover you want to highlight? Um, let's do Joshua Teodoro. That was the... F- Oh, I got Josh Teodoro. I also greenlit him. Okay, go ahead. Let's go through that one. Good Harms. Yes. Oh, I I see why you greenlit. Yeah, Yeah, this is the guy. Um, Good Harms and another thing. (laughs) Another two things, I guess, really, that we talked about. Uh, Let's go ahead and hit play, and we can talk about it, I guess. Okay. Ah, the sink. I mean, the recording quality sounds great. When you're on, I swear It's like Everly Brothers style uh, harmonies here. So what were they syncing up? Because they are, like you had pointed out earlier. Describe the scene here. Okay, so so we've got uh, what looks like one large diaphragm condenser mic and then a music, uh, like an instrument mic down below. I imagine they're going to the same computer. So let's say they're recording. I'm assuming they're recording the same left and right track. Um, on the right, we have uh, one gentleman playing an acoustic guitar. On the left, we have another gentleman playing the banjo. I can't tell if it's if it's a banjo that's tuned to gu- guitar, which is like a EBGDA, or if it's actually tuned to a banjo. Because I'm not a banjo guy. Yeah, I don't know. What is the standard tuning of a banjo? Uh, I think it's the same tuning as a violin. Let's see. Oh, which I believe is backwards, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, GD, GBD. And I think a GDAE is a violin. Something like that. So uh, maybe not that similar, but I don't know. I can't tell by how he's playing it. Right. Sounds great, though. My qualm with this is, and I mentioned this to you earlier, is that the fact that they're singing at each other about a foot and a half apart. I mean, this is a beautiful man on the right. That guy's got flowing long hair. But I don't know if I could be that close to a guy singing right at him. Notice they're not making eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Because they're so close, again, what are they syncing up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, the other thing that they could have done was this could be split screen in two different takes. That camera is locked off, so it is yeah. possible. And that would require them, I mean, it wouldn't require them syncing. We don't snap to sit or clap to sync our podcast. No, but, we don't. Um, it, it, I suppose it would be helpful. But they're also not wearing headphones as if to listen back to playback. Right. To sync up. I'm going to say they're recording this together. They clapped because they felt like they needed to. Yeah. Which, okay, I get it. It's fine. It makes it a little bit different from all the other guys. Yeah. So there you have it. Anyway, I love the Everly Brothers style yeah. harmonies. Joshua um, Teodoro, excellent. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Who else do I have? Oh, I loved Tiny Stills. Yes. Tiny Stills. Yes. Tiny Stills is terrific. I, I told you earlier, I was sick of Acoustic Boys. This was going to be Ladies Night and Ukes only. Um, <laughs> so this is our first lady, uh, our first woman, Tiny Stills. Absolutely nailing it. Uh, it. I almost put her in the band section because she plays everything. Yeah. And it's terrific. When you're on, swear you're on. I like that her eyeshadow matches her hair. Oh, yeah, that's tight. She prepared for this, man. Oh, the frog thing. You hear the strings underneath, too, man. Yeah, man. I'm kind of bummed we haven't come across her before. Yeah. Because, oh man, that's great too. So this came out February 2018. So, yeah, I don't know. Let me search her page. She's got some more Jimmy World Covers. No. Even as the guitar solo. Oh man, so sick. Now she has a second acoustic there that's a different design. Is that a 12 string? Are you talking about the one with the uh like the inlay? It's the one with like the the inlay, yeah. No, the inlay art. It's just a six string. No, it's not. That's for Twinkly's, man. Yeah, man. Like in my head, like I get so, um, I get so self conscious. I'm like, well, if I were to play it, I'd just play the other part on the same acoustic. Like <laughs> she knows something I don't. <laughs> What We're is missing this I'm doing something, wrong? David? Obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't own a home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Tiny Sills absolutely rules. And because she rules so hard, I went and dig, dug through her page. She did not have another Jimmy Eat World cover, but she has a Jimmy Eat World adjacent cover where she covered a That Dog song. Oh, okay. So let's listen to a little bit of Never Say Never by That Dog by Tiny Stills. She definitely shreds more than I do on guitar. Still knew where you were 
<laughs> Air guitar, too. Yeah, man. Okay, Tiny Souls rules. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, absolutely terrific. I was going to say something about... Oh, oh, she's so good, it makes up for the eye contact. Right, she's way <laughs> up close to the, the camera, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Tiny Stills rules. Um, and I have one more Kusti that I want to highlight. Um, but what, what do you got? All right, let me do this one. Uh, I'll give you one more Kusti here. Uh, and the reason why I like this one, this is a SoundCloud. Brian Black, uh, you, you'll, you'll be able to tell right away why. Oh, I know why. Yeah, yes, okay. yes, yes. Here we go. Brian Black, sing it, baby. Little 2007, sing it. When you're on, I swear you're on. Rip my heart right out. I think the whole room can hear me clear my throat. own little band going on man i love it yeah let's see if he does that uh, different harmony here basically singing to me david <laughs> He's, he is i'm telling you he is oh the egg shaker this is a guy that i could play guitar with this is a guy this you're is right a guy that i could i could uh, get along with <laughs> and he is a guy got the high vibrato come on yeah brian brian with the y uh before i get to my last green i did find a couple that i wanted to talk about uh one is i was very confused about this this guy like does like a sketch and it's so corny but almost so corny that like it's hard to turn (laughs) away uh this is shepherds and sailors i did not shepherds and and sailors so shepherds and sailors does a few covers all together and uh you'll see why oh wow what a beautiful night huh the sky, the trees, the nature. <laughs> oh, did you hear him at the beginning? He's sort of looking down and he turns to the camera. He's like, oh, oh I didn't gosh. see it. I've done that in one or two <laughs> videos and it's so cringy. If only I had oh, a yeah. guitar, maybe I'd play some songs. <laughs> hey, what's that? A guitar. I think I will play some <laughs> Come songs. Come on. So what I said, oh man, we may have to play this. <laughs> so the intro and then... So then if you jump to 506, he's playing the song. Um, and he just sounds like any old Coosty boy. Um, here, here's a little bit of it. 
12 minutes. So he's just so he he did like a campfire sing along thing during quarantine. Oh, okay. So it made a lot more sense to me yeah. once I got <laughs> what was happening. This was August 2020. I was like, I see. Oh man, the old <laughs> guitar. At the beginning, I was like, what am I watching? We have to watch this. Um, but it was still very cringy because yes, I too have very much done that. Oh, I didn't Jeez. see it. There. <laughs> <laughs> you do it once or twice, and then you um, watch yourself in playback, and you go, I'm not doing that again. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, on top of Brian Black, I did want to t- play the first Mike Peralta, actually. We talked about him. He's got 10 yeah. versions of it online. Um, but his first one, he talks about his approach, and he did sort of reinvent the even 2007 hmm. version uh, for his version. So I wanted to play a little bit of it. It's kind of 2007-y, but really got it. he put his own spin on it. He, he explains it at the top here. Hey, everybody. And I'm going to do a cover of one of my favorite songs. It's called Your House by the band Jimmy Eat World. And uh, they play it a little bit differently now than their original version. And I'm going to play it a little bit differently than they play it now. So I hope you enjoy. Takamini guitar. When you're I swear you're so Reminds me of Iron yeah. and Wine. Very peaceful. Totally, man. This is night driving music right here. If you still care at I'm pretty impressed because it's almost like he put the reverb on the live video, which is cool, as opposed to, like, recording it and then playing along to it. I don't get how the reverb, or that that subtle echo, too, can just apply to his voice and not the guitar. Maybe he spleeted himself and then... Maybe Mike spleeted all over himself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I did think it was kind of cool that he reinvented it. Um, and then I sort of looked through all the other Coosty boys. And I didn't find anything. Any other uh, Coosties that you want to no. highlight before we move to a different no. style? All right. I want to talk about Amber Cross. Amber Cross, great Coosty girl. Um, not enough Coosty girls, in my, in my opinion. And she is terrific. So here is Amber Cross. When you're on... She's got a very unique voice. If you still care yeah. at all, don't go tell me now. If you love me at all, 
it's interesting. Like, the sound of her acoustic is so, like... Jangly? Jangly, almost <laughs> yeah. like the album version. It's almost like it, it's working so yeah. well. But it's almost the sound you get from an acoustic when you put electric strings on an yeah. acoustic. But it's almost giving it, like, a reverby sound. Do you think it's a Taylor? You can tell she's got the little uh, volume knobs right there on the side. Uh huh. Yeah. Right by the neck area. She's just got to move it a little bit. I can see the nut on the right, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> come on. Please don't tell me now if you still care at all. Don't go tell me now if you love me at all. Don't call. Damn, Amber. Damber. Yeah. She uh, uh she gives me um yeah. Lori Petty vibes. Seemed like she was really getting into it too, man. Um yeah, man. Uh so I wanted to let's look at her uh let's peep her personal um YouTube and see. I see the guitar. This is a different acoustic guitar though, where the hole is up on top of the Take a look at. Can you take a look at her cover of "Creep" by Radiohead? And that looks like the same. Do it here. Let's click. Let me click on this one, and we'll see. This looks like the same guitar. Oh come on! The headstock's just out of frame. I know she's real good at Uh that, isn't she? Are we going to get a look, man? Come on. It's tough, man. I was looking through this Paramore one. I thought I was going to find it. What if it's the same Australian make that Jim uses, man? Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, I know, right? Oh, I might have found it. You're going to know about more than me. It's an original that she did called Six String Uh Therapy. See if you can spot it here. Oh, uh, now we gotta let her hit it here. Oh no, yeah, you, you, you're seeing more of it here. I don't know. Even if I could see, it's so small. I don't know if I could tell you. It looked like a like a um, a uh, either a logo or a an initial. Yeah. Like in my head, it was DW, but it's not DW. You know. Right. And I mean, I mean, she's got a capo over it. It might be a tailor. It looks like A Y L O R. I can't tell, man. It's very difficult. It sounds great. Oh yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Or. Aguilar? No, Aguilar doesn't make guitars, though, I don't think so. Aguilar guitar. It might be. No, it's, yeah, they're amps. Mark Hoppus had a uh, Aguilar for a while. All right, so we don't know. I'm going to go with the Taylor. I think so. 
I don't know what else. Yeah, yeah. really. To, I don't know the telltale. Like, is that white ring around the thing? Is that a Taylor thing? Is that like a, I, I couldn't say, man. Who can know? Who can I don't know, know uh, guitars that well. Who can know? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, before we jump into the ukes, uh, let's. Oh, uh, there's a cursed thing. I don't want to talk about that. Oh, this was interesting. Some kind of backing track of drum and bass, but it's not the official versions. Take a listen to this. It's kind of bizarre. It's almost like for you to play along with as a guitarist. So it gives you a bass and a drum to play with. Brody Behrman, huh? huh? Right, yeah. Brody Behrman uploaded this. Well, using MIDI as a base for this thing or not, uh, somebody had to assemble this, you know? Just put it, putting this together. Yeah. I kind of like the bass yeah. sound. <laughs> yeah. Sounds very 90s. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, yeah. different. I don't know if it counts as a cover <laughs> or like what it counts as. Um, I liked this. This is a vocal cover by Nest Japan. Did you see Nest Japan? I don't have Nest Japan in here, no. So Nest Japan created the backing track for themselves and sang along. When you're on by Takuto. I swear you're on. You let my heart out. You let my heart out. I think you're doing wrong. Counting me, cut my throat. You let my heart out. You let my heart out. If you still. Do you know what those stickers are behind him? Don't go tell me. Like, so all uh, basically used all of the effects in their uh, yeah, right. <laughs> the nine pan. Although that swish pan, I don't know if that swish pan is part of a uh, <laughs> part of the free version of iMovie. Um, uh, but anyway, that was Nest Japan doing a vocal cover with their own backing track. Um, we've talked about this person before. Chattawario uh, is back. And Chattawario did an interesting thing uh, that we'll see again in a little bit. Chattawario did all of Bleed American in two oh, minutes. Oh, yes. Yes. So uh, your house comes up at about 36 seconds here. Uh, but we can listen to a little bit of Chattawario. Why don't we just listen to sure. the first minute? so we can hear Bleed American through your house. I love how he plays the middle. It sounds so cool. (laughs) 
pretty cool, man. Yeah. Uh, and it's a nice progression. Yeah, Shadow Warrior is playing uh, drum, bass, and guitar. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then there was this thing called Like a Pop Song. Do you know what this is? I, I went through that one. I said, I don't, I don't know, know what this what it is, is but at least it's not Acoustic Boy. Yeah. And the, uh, let's listen to the bridge. It's at about 140. Let me put this in here. Because it said the bridge is cool. Um, it reminded me of Sugar Pill. A little bit. Sure, yeah. Uh, but we don't get to see who this person is. Yeah. Nice tone on the guitar, man. If I had a garage band when I was in high school, I probably would have made this exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so the the last little bit of the cover section is I've got four ukulele covers. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So we can start with Mushroom, MC Mushroom Cut. Um, and MC Mushroom Cut, my comment is, <laughs> What a name. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Uke. I wrote. So let's listen to MC. When you're on, that's where you're on. You're at my heart right out. You're at my heart right out. I think the whole room can hear me clear my throat. You're at my heart right out. You're at my heart right out. If you still care. She's got like a 1940s vocalist vibe to her. Yeah. I am so in the mood for some Kailua pork right now. and Maybe some poi, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. You know, we watched um, 50 First Dates recently, and it I didn't really remember it all that much, but Susie and I must have seen it like way, way, way early on in our relationship in the theaters. And it was actually pretty good. Do you think... Okay, let me ask you this, because I was talking with Charlotte about that. Do you think that uh, at her age... Charlotte um, about fifty six. first dates. Yes, I mean, is there is there is it too crude for her? They mentioned like have we slept go... together, like you know what I mean. Like they they uh-huh. the the existence of sex is brought up, um, uh-huh. and they uh, no, they do have sex at the aquarium, and Rob Schneider is like trying to peep in on them from the aquarium. <laughs> you're right. Uh, you're right. You're right. A lot during that scene. Oh God. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. I I haven't seen it in in a long time. Yeah. So, but it was it was very enjoyable. I think you and Lynn's could have a good, nice, like, chill movie night with it. Like, it's okay. very like you don't have to put any uh you don't have to put your thinking cap on or anything like that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I always loved it. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, uh, Matt Leak is our next Uke entry. Uh, Matt 
leak. Play in the uke version of your house. come off like he he kind of just found the ukulele and was sitting he looks like he's sitting there in his grandma's house with that nice that hibiscus absolute uh, flower print it's beautiful that sounded pretty good man yeah man i th- i think they were his own chords but i thought he made it work uh this yeah. is skeleton skeleton on uke <laughs> there's a lot of visuals that everybody should enjoy watching because the video doesn't, the song doesn't really start until about 42 seconds, but it's her psyching herself up to do it that she kept as part of the upload along with some commentary that we'll read aloud here. But it's her. I have s- quoted here. Yeah. Nerves. Yeah. <laughs> she has a graphic that says, sometimes the hardest part Nerves. is the start. So she's breathing. <laughs> her uke is cool looking. Yeah. Animatronic. I love the power director. And weird, she, but she's got the Cyberlink yeah. by Power Director. I don't know what that is, but it shows up all the time. It looks like some kind of free Microsoft yeah, I think it's like software, a, right? Yeah, that's definitely like the Microsoft uh, font, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like an online NLE or something, so you can upload your footage. Okay, here we go. Cover of Your on, House by Jimmy Eat World. I swear you're on. You rip my heart right out. You rip my heart right out. I think the whole... I love her voice. Yeah. I love that little scoop she does. Is her uke a watermelon or a cucumber? I thought maybe she had painted it. And what it was, I don't know. I can see watermelon on it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So sick. That is... Yes. Uh, it says, Cover of Your House by Jimmy Eat World and Some Weirdness um, <laughs> by uh, Skeleton Skeleton. Um, and finally, we have the master himself. Eat my yes. youth. Um, yes. We've, we've gone to this well before. Um, and and we here we are returning. I'm gonna hit play. And I'm gonna jump to 144, where he plays a little bit of your house. Okay, here we go. Right at the, the solo here. Yeah. All right, here we go. He's doing the palm muted part. That's so sick. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's all we get. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Just a t- just a taste. <sighs> Why couldn't he do the whole thing? Yeah, I know. I would love to hear him do the whole thing of all of these. Um, and uh, so yeah. Um, 
let's uh, uh oh i have one more thing we can let's do we can let that play us out <laughs> um i made a rave dj did you make a rave dj i made a couple they weren't work? the best. <laughs> I don't think so. If, if you're excited about yours, let's listen to yours. I don't know if I'm excited about it. What did I say? I said, shrug.gif doesn't really work, kind of sucks. Um, okay, well, I'll tell you which ones I have. Let me yeah. tell you that, and then you can we can figure out. So I have um, Vindicated and Your House titled <laughs> Housed, and then I have Housed. Your House and Your House 2007 <gasps> titled Youse. <laughs> Oh, I have that too. I I thought it was use like use guys. Well, yeah, whatever. Have potato, potato. Use, so, yeah, yeah, hey, use. Yeah. Get so over here, use. <laughs> yeah, let's play use since uh, we both did it. But you must have done different versions because it made yeah, because mine versions. didn't jump. Um, but yeah, go ahead and play yours, man. Okay, here we go. This is use, <laughs> use guys, use guys. <laughs> You can really hear that that pitch difference. Yeah. Like I like some of the things it's doing, but yeah, then it kind of steps on yeah. itself. Yeah. Exactly. So nothing special there. Nope. Uh man. So Justin, <laughs> what are your final thoughts on the song Your House slash Your House 2007 by the band Jimmy Eat World? You know, I I do enjoy going over these bigger songs, the ones that have a lot of articles about them, community talk, covers, just because we get to see front and back, we get to see essentially how the sausage is made with these songs. And it's not like we do them that often. So I like that we intersperse these with the other smaller tracks. Um, Your House is no exception. Um, I've always loved it. I'm not going to not love the 2001 version. I just love the 2007 version so much more. And you know what? If, if on a scale of one to ten, your like likability of this song has gone up one notch, I'm a happy camper. Um, so I've already I've already said what I need to say about this song. I love it. What do you have to say for this, David? Um, I think I'm most I, I think I don't love your house album version as much as I thought I did. Now it's great. I think it's terrific. I don't dislike the song at all. Um, I just came away like not being ecstatic about it with as angry as I am when I listen to the your house 2007 version. <laughs> angry. Um, so listening to the 2007 version, I would have just told you flat out. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to talk about it musically. I think it's a terrific song. It could have been something else. I think there's so much great stuff in there that I really, really like. It could have been a song I like more than your house. Um, but because they took your house and and tried to shoehorn it into this new musical thing, I don't know. It doesn't work for me. Um, but so I, I guess what I would say is I I would put the album version is knocked down one spot and the 2007 version gains a spot. Yes. But the OG 2001 version still overtakes the 2007 version in my mind. So I don't know. Do with that Fair what enough. you will. Fair enough. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, that's it. So 
uh, as everybody heads into the weekend, if you're listening to this uh, when it comes out, uh, uh, put on some. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed uh, this podcast while you cleaned your house. <laughs> uh, and uh, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, David. Oh man, okay. Oh, we'll stick with it. We'll stick with it. <laughs> yeah.